This episode of We Don't Have Time For This is sponsored by Lululemon. Ah! <laughs> That's so fun. Thank you, Lululemon, for being our first ever sponsor. We are grateful beyond. I can honestly hand on heart say that I'm very excited about the next year because whoa, I... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch yourself. I know, I know. I don't want to don't... jinx it. You dare come in here with big claims for 2021. You, It's people like you that got us into the mess of 2020 in the first place. <laughs> oh, God. Said right here. Back it up. Yeah, I need to back the fuck up. Okay, let me start again. I am tentatively <laughs> excited about 2021 because 2021 will be the first year in a very long time that I am not pregnant or living life with a newborn of sleep deprivation hell. Now, I'm not saying that Iggy's sleeping through the night and killing it, but gone are the days of wake-ups every two hours for a feat. Like, those days are behind me. So now, when I look at the year ahead of work, I think, oh my God, I don't have those hurdles in addition to my business hurdles. It means I can just really focus on work in the way I want to without dealing with my own hormones and my own personal shit on top of it. Love this. Love that you think, oh yeah, a a, a two-year-old and a (laughs) one-year-old, I'm through it. I'm through the woods. (laughs) I mean, what am I going to have to juggle? I can just focus 100% on work like, this is my year, guys. This is my year. <laughs> I am just being blindly optimistic. I love Don't that. bring down my I vibes. Know. I've got high vibrating frequency of vibes going on here. And here you are trying to shit on me. I feel like we just keep yinging and yanging it at the moment. Like, you're like minimalist Christmas. And I'm like, maximalist disaster Christmas. And now you're like, yeah, bring on the new year. And I'm like, wet blanket over here. So true. Let's do a really quick debrief of Christmas. Now, I know that we're all past Christmas. It's a little bit like... Like, am I allowed to say this? Like having sex, like the deed is done and then you're like, ew, get off me. (laughs) (laughs) And moving on. It is one of those things in life where you're like, build up, build up, build up. I'm talking about Christmas now, by the way. (laughs) Build up, build up, build up. Oh, yeah. I never want to see Christmas ever again. It's kind of like when you're pregnant, I think. You know, you watch every single pregnancy show, you read every single book, your feed is flooded with birthing things and newborn stuff. And then as soon as you're through that, you're like, Oh, I never want to watch one born every minute ever again. It's so true. And then you've got to take down the tree and it's like, oh, this was such a fun festive activity to put well, it hang up. Hang on, hang on. Isn't the rule that you have till the 12th of Jan? Yeah, but you still got to do it when you're over it. It's like when you've yeah. um, got so many analogies. Oh it's my like, God, I can think of one. Is it like paying for food after yes. you've eaten it? Yes. I know this about you. You'd rather pay at the counter, sit down, get your food delivered, smash it and then bail. Yeah. You hate paying for the bill because you're like, well, it's not in front of me anymore. No, I've I don't want it, it now. I don't want it now. I don't want to pay for it now. I don't want it anymore. I've eaten it. It's so true. Oh, we're just complex little mushrooms rooms aren't we we are so how were your littles through christmas how did the gift giving go did santa deliver santa delivered they were stoked my kids had a lovely christmas look my family had a little bit of a shit mess because my beautiful nephew late on christmas eve put his tooth through his bottom lip and had to spend all of christmas day at the hospital and had to have surgery Oh my God, that is shitmas. And because of COVID, only one parent could go. So my sister, who is my favorite human on the planet, sorry, husband and children, but... And, like, and Jem. Soz Jem. <laughs> so she had to miss all of Christmas Day sitting in a hospital. And because of COVID, 
The play area wasn't open. She couldn't leave. She couldn't swap or do a shift. No one could drop anything off to her. She got there at 7.30 in the morning. The surgery kept getting pushed and she had to entertain a 15-month-old who won't watch a screen yet. Nightmare. On a bed. That's all she had. So it was just felt like we couldn't really have fun without her. We didn't want to and we weren't in the mood. So we yeah, we got it up for the kids, but it was a bit of a dud. So next. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, <laughs> you probably don't want to hear that. Mine was a bit of a surprise and delight, Christmas. Oh. So wait, did you find your presents? Oh my God, yes, I did. I feel like such a numpty. Do you know where they were? They where? were in the drawers of my bed base. When we moved to this house, we bought a new bed because um, well, I feel so bougie saying this, but we had enough space for a king. And so we we're like, yes, Goals. let's upgrade to a king. Goals. And I forgot that the bed base comes with drawers. When I bought the bed base, I thought, oh, those drawers will be really handy to put linen in. And instead I went, oh, those drawers will be so handy to put Christmas presents in. And I put the Christmas presents in ages ago. And then that's where they were. Good. So you saved Sweet Christmas. Sweet relief. I saved Christmas. Oh, that reminds me. Did you have anything in your stocking? I did. Oh my God. Go, Graham. Go, Graham. Go. And it was beautiful wine glasses. Santa baby. Santa baby. Sticker on your rewards chart. My husband is notoriously not great at gifts as we've talked about before but and I often get mad about it because I just say I am so basic I like wine I like champagne I like other form of booze I like flowers <laughs> I like candles my I'm nails done I like getting my nails done I'm such a basic bitch like I couldn't be easier to buy for so I really feel there's never an excuse to get me a gift that I'm gonna love because it's easy anyway he bought me Riddell fancy wine tumblers Okay, but hang on. I'm a little bit confused. Like, how the fuck does a wine glass fit in a stocking? Oh, look, let's not get back into my maximalist okay, Christmas because okay. everyone's been throwing shade at my nonsensical Christmas. <laughs> the wine glasses fit in. It wasn't empty. I was happy. He got lucky. We're all good. If I'm honest, I feel like he over-delivered a little bit. <laughs> well, this is the good thing about having a podcast. You can publicly shame your husband into spoiling you on Christmas. I actually enjoyed having a really low-key Christmas normally on Christmas day we have to race around to all these events to see people on my husband's side of the family and then race back to see my side of the family but this year it was so simple we woke up at my parents house we did Christmas the end there was nothing wildly exciting or anything to write home about particularly but it was just so chilled and I actually really loved it and the gifts went down a tree I mean I will say that Of course, Rafa's favorite, favorite gift was like a ribbon attached to a stick that cost me like $4.95 from kids stuff. I was going to say, what's the hit gift? It's always a surprise. Oh, it was that for sure. Not her Um, beautiful pink surfboard she's wanted forever. Look, she did froth over the surfboard, but look, that that's the gift that we'll keep on giving, I'm totally. hoping. She can grow into that one. But do you know what else was a surprise hit? Was a Moana costume that she got from her oh. auntie and uncle. <gasps> she she almost looked like she was going to hyperventilate. Like, I get to be Moana? You are coming into peak dress-up time. And I'm it loving is it. personally my favorite favorite age because well I'm all about a costume yeah um but oh my god it's so much fun I'm really into it I resisted it for so long because look I'm that person who was like 
I'm going to be in full control of my children's wardrobe until they're teenagers. Naive idiot. Refa like turned two and she was like, Bow-bow, I want to wear dresses and only dresses. Thank you very much. And I'm like, but what about this ochre colored? Rom- what this cute little romper? <laughs> yeah. What about this mustard colored pair of overalls? No, she, she is into her stuff. But look, Revs, you can attest to this. Like we have tried to raise our children gender neutral. Yes. Like Isla was hardcore into fairies, ballet, My yep. Little Ponies, unicorns. Um, when she was two, three, and Rafa has followed suit. Yeah. Exactly. I dress Rafa only in shorts and t-shirts, all kind of earthy tones. And sure enough, she loves anything that whirls and twirls and sparkles and glitters and is pink. Yeah. And I can't, I can't compete with it. And no, I, you just got to go with it. Whatever makes them happy, right? Uh, the one thing I've got is my teddy loves a dress. I love that. He loves a twirly dress. Um, I think he just wants to be his sister, to be honest. But no, he's got some really fun femme attributes, which I really love. But he's pretty butch in the dress. <laughs> yeah. He kind of stomps around like, come on, mate, put it on and have a bit of finesse. But nah, he's a bit, he's a bit stompy. So that's, look, he, look, he's just a big disappointment to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what he won't love? He won't love Rafa's Moana outfit because that does not twirl. It's very fitted. In fact, I'm surprised Moana can achieve all that she does on her adventures in that very fitted skirt because there's well, no movement. There's no give at all. I hate to ruin the illusion here. I don't think the Disney shop dress-up version of the costume is technically made like a Islander grass skirt. I suspect you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we get into the podcast? You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I do not have time for New Year's resolutions this year. I just don't. I don't have time for New Year's resolutions because 2020 has been the dumpster fire year of our lives. It has been low lows, super confusing, discombobulating, full of adjustments, full of pivoting for everyone in their personal lives, in their work lives, in their family lives. I feel like for me, instead of having a New Year's resolution, I actually want to go into the next year taking with me all the lessons I've learned from 2020 because I gained so much insight and new perspective through the experience of not having my freedom the way that it used to look and not being able to see my family or access my homeland countries the way I used to be able to without even worrying. I took so much for granted without realizing that I hope that there's a continuation of that feeling into the next year of just like, again, it's going to sound cheesy, but I'm pulling out the big G word, gratitude, um, that I can carry with me into the new year because if there's one thing I've learned, you know what I'd love to talk about with you, Rebsy, is like the lessons that we've learned from 2020. Because the big one for me is, holy shit, at the end of the day, what matters most is family, friends, your health. And I am someone who puts work as a huge priority, for sure. Like, I feel like we've got young families, so it's there is a bit of a hamster wheel feeling of like, well, we've got to work, we've got to provide, we've got to do all this kind of stuff. But it did put the brakes on that for me and think, well, what do I want out of life? What am I going to leave the world with and look back on and go, that is what meant more to me than anything. And I realize it's the people I love the most. 
And in 2021, I want to be a better daughter, a better sister, a better mum, a better friend. Is that okay? I feel like I don't need some sort of, I am going to do this in 2021 or no. I'm going to give up that. or No, I think that's just what we need to be honest like and it's really all you can control that's the the biggest lesson I've learned is that fucking nothing is in our control yeah like you think you can put up all these controls and structures and things around your life to make it how you want manifest this or work really hard and get that but at the end of the day kind of nothing is in our control but what is in our control I guess is yeah being a good sister being a good wife being a good mom brother I think I missed wife being a good wife. I should <laughs> probably throw that in there. Sorry, hubs. Yeah. Love you. Yes, I'll be a better wife. But yeah, I think that's a really solid plan for going into the new year. Did you have a New Year's resolution for 2019, 2020? You're going to laugh so much. Oh my God. Tell me. I can't wait to hear this. Yes. We wanted to visit 10 new countries. <laughs> Of course, because you had moved to Edinburgh and I always remember when you were gearing up for the big move to Scotland, you were like, oh my gosh, Jem, Europe is on our doorstep. Like we are going to be able to hop in and out of Europe on weekends or long weekends or whatever the hell we want to do with the kids. It's going to be one hell of an amazing adventure. And then courtesy of COVID. Look. Again, out of your hands, not in your control. Out of our hands. Not your fault. Literally any other year, we probably could have done it. It was a huge part of why we wanted to be in Europe for a while with the kids the age they're at. Travel's so accessible, so affordable. Yeah, you can do it quickly. You know, when you travel from Australia to Europe, it's got to be this minimum a month trip and you've got to like hit a lot of things in one trip like that's the best thing about being in the UK is that you're like oh let's go to Spain for four days and you can do it and it's achievable anyway where did we get to we got to the Scottish Highlands I went to Paris for a weekend with a girlfriend that was awesome that's it (laughs) so one and a half big (laughs) sea Speaking of insights, I don't know. My biggest insight has been around control. I am a control freak from way back. And Guys, my... just really quickly to jump in here. Revs's nickname is List Queen. Love a list, love to control things. My first lesson in letting go of control was becoming a mum. Totally. Holy shit. Especially because I had a non-sleeper. Yeah. When I had Isla, I had to adapt very quickly to my control freaky ways because that child is the boss of you. You can do all sorts of things, but at the end of the day, that kid's going to do what it's going to do. And you sometimes you just can't engineer life the way you want to. Oh yeah. I was one of those people who was like, I'm going to have a kid and they're just going to become an accessory to my life, like a handbag. They're just going to roll around with me. I'm not going to be one of those mums, like (laughs) a slave to their child's routine. Yeah. All these fun (laughs) things that current mums would have heard you say and gone, what? Yeah. I roll. Good luck with that, Jen. Good luck. But yeah, I think so. It's just about surrender for me. That's the biggest insight. And you're right. I just want to spend time with my kids. I just want to put the phone down and really look at them. Again, am I going to do all these things? I don't know. I know. It's a tricky one. Like if I reflect back on my 2019, 2020 resolution, it was to learn to cook. And and I thought that was really achievable. But do you know what the saddest reality of it is? Is that cook, you mean peel back the film on like a you foods delivery. (laughs) I know. And the saddest thing, Revzy, is that if there was ever a year to learn to cook, it was 2020. I mean, it was the year of baking and still 
somehow in a year where we spent most of our time at home, where I 100 million billion trillion percent could have learnt to cook, it was 2020 and I still didn't. It's time to let go of that dream. I remember when I was in lockdown in Edinburgh watching your Instagram when lockdown was happening in Sydney and you're like, anyone who knows me knows I would never do this, but guys, look, I'm baking. And I was like, oh my God, what's she making? Oh, it was a packet mixed brownie. Again, big deal for me. Jem, you cracked an egg. That's what you did. You cracked that an egg and you stirred it around. Cooking. That is That's not cooking. That's cracking an egg. Now, what is cooking? I'm confused. <laughs> Sometimes I make a mean salad and someone goes, that's not cooking. And I'm like, well, then what is it? I know that is. That is. Making a mean salad's cooking. And you make a very nice puttanesca. Thank you. That's it, though. (laughs) That's it. My repertoire is very small. It's salad and puttanesca. (laughs) I was hoping to expand my repertoire beyond three dishes that I will say, pat myself on the back, I do nail. I have achieved none of that in 2020 when I most definitely have no excuses to not achieve, to be honest. Well, I think maybe we can make a little mini resolution, which is be kinder on ourselves and not set expectations. For sure. Can't, can't we just do that thing that the hippies in Byron have been talking about forever, which is like, just be present, be yeah. easy, go be nice to each other, be nice to ourselves and just cut ourselves some slack and just get day to day. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, mindfulness is a big one for men. But not even mindfulness with a capital M, like not Instagram mindfulness, just like I'm here. I'm here right now. I'm in this room with these people. Just be here. Something I will say that I am really proud of as someone who has a social following in inverted commas, because I've... Wait, as an entrepreneur? As an influencer? As an influencer. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm breaking out in hives, guys. It's happening. No, but something I am proud of, and I wonder if you can observe and agree with this as a dear friend in my life, but something I do not do is Instagram while my friends are around. No, you don't. I'd never do it. I don't because I feel like that's what's almost expected of me. Like, oh, Jem's going to document this whole day and like post it to the gram. You you think your friends expect that? Yeah, and I worry that they think that spending time with me means that they're going to like feature in some capacity on my oh. Instagram when I know our friends don't give a shit about that no. stuff. They don't want to. Um, and respectfully, I try not to plaster their faces and their children all over my gram. Look, occasionally if there's a special event, then yeah, I do want to. But we've had so many lovely house hangs in my new home, um, which is what I've loved most about this house is having space to entertain. And I have very consciously not got my phone out and like recorded every single moment. And there have been a million cute moments with all of our kids together and post it all over the gram because I'd I'd rather be with you guys because that time is precious. And that's something I'd like to continue into the new year. People probably watch my Instagram and think, oh, Gem doesn't have many friends. She's not really, she doesn't, she clearly doesn't have hang with her friends much on the weekends. But truth be told, it's because I don't really share much of that side of my life. All they need to do is follow your husband to realize you've got hundreds of friends. <laughs> My husband, bless him, has a fully hundreds. private account and is singing to an audience of like 30 followers and <laughs> but all love... 30 are in every shot oh yeah <laughs> something about my hubs that our group of friends love to pay him out about is he loves a group photo loves like here's that guy at any gathering he's like guys quick we're getting a group photo and everyone's always like grumble 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 but <laughs> to his credit 
Years pass by and that photo pops up in Facebook memories and people always go, oh my God, I'm so glad we did that. And, and often it's not even a gathering of a special occasion or anything like that. It can be a gathering of just 10 friends, a just because gathering. And my husband will still be like, guys, group photo. And that memory will pop up. And at the time it seems insignificant, but in 20, 30 years time, it'll be so significant. And I kind of love him for it, even though we do give him a lot of shit for it. (laughs) When Sydney went into lockdown, my husband's like, do you know who I'm really worried about? I was like, who? He's like, Rooney. He's not going to get any group shots. I know, poor Rooney. (laughs) By the way, dear listeners, Rooney is actually what my husband's called. His name, believe it or not, is not Hubs in the same way that my last name is not Peanut. (laughs) (laughs) So Revs, is this this a moment that we have to insert our little... um, sponsored content (laughs) how does it feel look i must admit i am low-key fizzing to have been sent my very own pair of lululemons i have always wanted some oh i am a hardcore fan from way back i own an embarrassing amount of lululemon tights i don't really exercise but i do love to wear active wear to give the illusion that i exercise particularly when i'm pregnant i lived in my lululemon tights when i was pregnant Are you like an over-the-bump wearer or like a low-slung? Oh, 100% over every time. Especially when um, I had pubic symphysis dysfunction when my hips went. (laughs) So fun. I loved feeling particularly held by the compression of the tights. So my favourite, it's the Align Collection. So they're made from the Nulu fabric, which is designed to feel weightless and oh, it is buttery soft on your skin. Are they actual pregnancy tights? No, no, no. They're not specifically intended for pregnancy, but the fabric has that awesome light compression. That tucked in feeling. Exactly. And they have that super high rise, which supports the bump. Here for that, pregnant or not. Truth be told, they're actually made for yoga. But let's be real, they are also perfect for the work from home situation. Yes, I love luxe loungewear, so I don't feel like a total slob when I'm on mum duty. And I have to say, the quality of Lululemon tights are insanely amazing. Even the ones I bought eight years ago, they are as good as new, like not a stitch out of place. You know I do my research and I love a review and these are hands down the best tights ever. So to browse the full range, dear listeners, go to www.lululemon.com.au. I don't have time for. What thing do you have time for? All right. Well, you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Revzy? People asking me when I'm going to move out of my apartment. People are actually asking you that? They're like, oh, so how long do you reckon you've got left in that apartment with two kids? I can see how people look at you and go, you've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old and you're living in a two-bedroom apartment. How? So talk me through. Because I feel like you really need to share this with everyone because what people don't realise is that this was a choice, y'all. Yes. We actually used to have a four-bedroom house with a backyard, a driveway, a frontage, a fence, all that stuff. And, not to mention, a cul-de-sac. Oh, in a cul-de-sac, in a quiet street. All the things that you would want on a brochure for selling a house, we had them, and it was not for us. And guys, Rebsy was living in this house just two years ago. 
Yeah, just before we moved to the UK. It wasn't that long ago that you had the house dream, in inverted commas. Rewind, bit of background, yes. So we lived in an apartment when we had our firstborn. Like many people, we got an apartment as a couple, then we brought our baby into it, she went into the spare room, and then she started to walk and run around and need to go out all the time, and we thought, solution, it's time to move to a house with a yard. Right, because then you just open the back door and the kid runs out there, and you don't have to parent them. Which so, feels like the typical dream of many young families. Yes, and this is what I've come to learn about these dreams and life stages and things you should do, is that it's catching, right? Like someone you know does it, your friends do it, and you go, okay, that's what we do next. It's kind of like getting engaged, you know, like one goes and two goes, and then we all fall down. We all fall down. I love your <laughs> pessimist tone of that. Like we dominoes. all got engaged and we all fell down. Like, Just like COVID, we all caught marriage. We're a hotspot. <laughs> oh dear. It's the Northern Beaches cluster of marriage. Just quickly to interject, but it's true that the year that me and Hubs got married was the year that we attended 10 weddings in 12 months. Yeah, everyone weddings. got married that year. I was over it by the time it got to my wedding because my wedding was in November. So I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Well, we got we got married as little babies. We were a bit earlier on. so um, I believe you were the pioneer. pioneer. You, were the ver- you were the first domino that fell. Our wedding was the super spreader event. Anyway, so... We moved to a house with a backyard, driveway, all the things, and very quickly started to work out that is just not what we wanted. Why? Because it seems idyllic. Seems like everything you'd want, right? But first of all, we are not people who love to do home maintenance. Maybe people think, oh, no one loves to do that. But there are some people who really love on the weekend to mow their lawn, to paint, to do some DIY, to like sweep up or garden or, you know, those kind of homemakery things. Yeah. That is not us. I like to relax on the weekends and my husband likes to leave and do activities. Mm, He's an activities man. He's an activities guy. He can't sit still. He doesn't feel right. He hasn't left the house. Whereas I could sort of stay home for three days and be fine. So that's not us. We weren't mow the lawn, paint the back deck kind of people. That doesn't get us excited. Also, we got way in over our heads with the expense of that kind of living way in over our heads. It was kind of fine for a little bit until we just realized we were spending every dollar we earned and then some on the house, on the maintenance, everything that goes along with that. And that became a real stress in our lives. And then also we realized your kids are like plants. They outgrow every pot you put them in, right? Mm, You can always get bigger and get bigger and give them more space and more space and add this and add that and add a pool and, you know, be near this. But It definitely wasn't the situation we imagined of. You open the back door and the kids run out and play on the grass. You still have to... Mow that grass. (laughs) Mow the grass, make sure there's no bindies, and then you have to go out there and still entertain them. You still need to take them out of the house. They still need to go on playdates or go to the park. They need their environment to change. Yeah, and it's so funny because having a bigger house feels like the fix that's so... Yeah. It's the grass is always greener thing, isn't it? Because people think, oh, if we just had a house with more space will be a happier family. Well, another thing I've come to learn is the more space you have, the more you fill it with stuff. 
So the more storage you have, the more stuff you keep, the more rooms you have, the more things you buy to fill those rooms. And suddenly you have all this stuff, which frankly you don't need, or well, we didn't need. It all kind of got blown up when we decided to move to the UK and we decided to move to a major metropolitan city. But Edinburgh is a really unique place, kind of like London or New York, where people live in the city centre. So it's like a residential CBD. And we moved into an apartment and we realised we love apartment life. Yes, it suits you guys for sure. First of all, we completely decluttered our life of stuff. So we are down to like just things that are really special or really required. Because you do, you have to strip away anything superfluous that doesn't serve your everyday life. Mm. So you have to get really organized with how you have stuff in your life. Oh my so God, this is like you're talking dirty to me. Like I am such a minimalist that I... You know, I do live in a house, but I have worked really hard to just declutter. Well, and of course you can apply this to any living situation, even if you lived on a farm, I'm sure you could apply this principle. Um, But when you're in an apartment, you are forced to. Like we have one storage cupboard, so we cannot keep camping gear and 50 different things for the beach and stuff that only comes out at Christmas and things that you only use at Easter time. All that stuff cannot happen. As soon as they grow out of something, it's donated or passed down. It just does not hang around. So yes, there's a lot of organizing to do. And yes, sometimes you can feel a bit trapped, especially when there's terrible weather or something and there's nowhere to go. However, for me, the things I love so much, no maintenance, there's no grass to cut. There's no garden to tend to, no anything that's going to die. There's no pest control that you've got to do. There's no outdoor painting that you've got to organize. There's also no bin night. Yes, because you've got you've got a strata, you've got a body corporate that organizes Just that. Just put the bins downstairs when you need to and some magical fairy of the building <laughs> takes the bin out. You never have to remember bin night or run the bins out at 3 a.m. because you hear the truck coming. The other thing is, far less cleaning yes it's so true the bigger the house the more cleaning is required more rooms you have the more rooms you have to clean and honestly in when we had our house i could have spent the entire weekend cleaning and then it would just get dirty again in the apartment i can do it in like half an hour whiz around make everything neat as a pin and feel really like ah, nice and chill it's all done it's very easy to get on top of so for the sake of our dear listeners can we just get a clearer visual of not just your apartment, but also where your apartment is situated. Because I exactly. think this is a yes. vital part of your downsizing story. The main reason for us to live in an apartment is that we can pick our location. Because that's the trade-off, isn't it? You that's either the move trade-off. to a big house. I mean, look, unless you're like super fortunate where you can buy a big house in your dream location that ticks all those boxes but generally speaking something's got to give so for us we were had all the things you want but it really didn't suit us being deep in the burbs and I know this is some people's dream but for us we like hubbub like we like noise we like things going on I love popping downstairs to grab a coffee or nipping across to the shops or being able to jump on a bus to anywhere or just being in and amongst stuff like I've come to know that about myself now that I like to be in hubbub and I think your time in Edinburgh really solidified that for you because yes. uh, you didn't have a car in Edinburgh because you lived right in the epicenter of everything that everything yeah. was walking distance and I think until you're sort of put into those situations you don't know what 
suits you best. And the, the thing is now is that lifestyle is the new rich, like having a nice fancy car or a big mansion, like no one gives a shit about that stuff anymore. It's all about how you spend your time. There are people, and we have a friend, Revs, who literally loves doing DIY. Like yeah, he oh. spends all of his weekends and he shares it on Instagram and it's It's awesome. my favorite channel. I do it's love the watching best. it. Yeah, I do. I do too because I am just like, I take my hat off and I'm like, mate, I am in fucking awe of you because look And he at has what... transformed his house. But it's a he personality has. thing, right? So yes. that, that's, he loves that. So it suits them and it's of perfect course. for them. So for me, I like thought I wanted that suburban dream and I got it and I was like, I'm depressed here. Like, it's too quiet here. It just didn't suit me. I felt like the silence was deafening. And I was like, okay, cool. So, look, we probably didn't have to blow up our entire lives and move across the other side of the world to find that. That is so you. Go big or go home. (laughs) And you went big and you went home. (laughs) (laughs) So now we know we want to be in the heart of things. And I personally want to be steps from water because I love getting wet. So, And this is so interesting because we have this shared lifestyle desire and the same as you guys, Hubs and I made some tricky errors along the way with where we wanted to live. So sorry to just derail your story a little bit, but Hubs and I bought our first apartment in a really, really beautiful suburb and we loved it because of the proximity to the city. But what we were finding is that we were spending all of our time driving to the beach. We would finish work, get in the car and drive to Freshy or Manly or these beaches in the Northern beaches. And we would spend our evenings until sundown there. And then it occurred to us when I was pregnant with Rafa that hmm, we probably might not be able to achieve that anymore once Rafa comes along and so we did the same thing we downsized so we bought a three-bedroom apartment but we ended up moving into a two-bedroom smaller apartment in Manly but what we learned very quickly was we were so much happier being right near the water because that is our it's your happy place it's a happy place my husband calls it his religion like the ocean being in the ocean totally and 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 you can transplant that into anything right like for some people it's they've got to be around grass or they've got to be able to see the sunset or they've got to be around bushwalks um, like bushwalks my husband he's got to be around vibe like he needs things going on he needs to people watch and see where people go even if it's sometimes loud and you know annoying he wants to be around hubbub he can't be in that stillness of you know which some people would call tranquility he's like that is death to me yeah see my (laughs) husband would kill to move to a super sleepy beach town where he can surf all day and there's like no people on the beach there's no cafes or shops like he just does not want of that kind of stuff ever whereas I'm like I need a little bit of stuff happening around so we sort of met in the middle and found our happy location yeah well I think it can sum up me and my hubs um, by our honeymoon you know most people go and lie on a beach after their wedding or like go cliche somewhere paradise paradise somewhere or a farm or something and just chill out we went to New York and we just hit the town we went to galleries all day we saw 15 shows in 13 days we went to restaurants for every meal we walked the length of Manhattan we just did everything you possibly do we were wrecked on the plane on the way home but that's just kind of how that's we your like vibe to yeah, yeah that's our vibe so anyway we picked Manly because we'd always always wanted to live here but thought well we can't afford to live in a house in Manly so we just kind of wrote it off but now that we've kind of reshifted our perspective as to like okay, where do we want to be? And then we'll find accommodation that works for that. 
we decided this was the place we wanted to be and we'll just make apartment life work there. And it's really cool because we are steps from the local public school where Isla goes, so many families are in the same situation. So we actually don't feel as weird amongst that community. Mm. So there's a real mix of people, which I really like for my kids. I always want them to see that there are lots and lots of different ways to live, not just one way, because that's definitely the trap that we fell into, or me particularly, was like, well, this is what you do. You go from the apartment to the house and then you, you know, (laughs) insert next life stage here. But it's been such a cool thing for us to blow that up and actually do exactly what you said, which is, what do we want from our everyday life? Particularly, what do we want from our weekends? Yeah. And then how can we build a living situation around that that just works? And I've, we have never been happier than this downsize. So something a lot of dear listeners might want to know is how are your kids with sharing a room? Because I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I really want my kids to have their own rooms. Yes. And I was definitely of that mentality too. But then I realized my brother and I shared a room for the first uh, eight for me and 10 for him years of our lives. And I loved it I slept on a trundle bed on the floor next to his bed and I loved it so I'm intrigued to hear how you're finding it as a 2020 mum with kids sharing rooms when the expectations are well no you should get a house where your kids get their own room it definitely has its challenges there was a teething period like any change you make because they used to have their own rooms and I know when you've got a baby that can be particularly challenging because it's like the baby needs their own space to go the F to sleep while the other kids run around or whatever. But um, I don't know if I've learned anything through this. It's that kids are super adaptable. You tell them it's going to be this way and sure, there might be a few teething issues, but they just have to fall into line. Mm. If there's only two bedrooms, there's only two bedrooms. Like there's nothing you can do about it. I'm quite lucky that we moved them into the same room at five and two. Yeah. So it wasn't like there was really a baby. But when we did that, Teddy was still in a cot. So we had a cot and a bed in the room. Isla had already moved into that age of sleeper where once she's asleep, she's kind of out to it. So there was a little bit of like, we'll put this kid down first and then that kid can go down and a bit of that sort of teething, shuffling around. But honestly, now they just both go into bed and they go to sleep at the same time. And it's really easy. So, and you know what kids are like, again, you could have, I could have six bedrooms and they'd both want to be in the one room in the same corner fighting over the same toy. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter how much space and stuff you give them. They're still going to want whatever the other one has. So sometimes sharing a room is really nice. I think it's good lessons in sharing. A hundred percent. I think it's wonderful. And I, I really admire you going against the grain and doing what works for you guys, like really taking stock and reassessing what you and Gray want out of life instead of being dictated by what everyone else thinks you should have. Yes. And it's so funny when people ask us, um, oh, so how long do you reckon you're going to stay there? Yes. I want to hear on? your response. Have you now got like a reply <sighs> down pat? I'm like, I hope we can stay here as long as we can. I mean, our kind of like flex is like, well, we'll buy the one next door and I like a move in there, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, great. Love it. Um, look, I know there's going to come a point when Isla is going to need her own space because she's going to start to become a tween and then a teenager. And I don't know what we'll do at that point. I guess we'll reassess where we're at and see what else our options are. Maybe we'll have longer out of it than we think. Maybe we can design this apartment that it works for a teenage girl to have her own space. I don't know. I'm really excited because we are planning to make some changes here and do a bit of a renovation because it is an old day. 
Yeah, she's an old dame and I cannot wait to follow along with your Renault journeys, which I have no doubt you'll be sharing on the gram because oh, I yes. froth over any home Renaults. Well, and that's the other thing about going to an apartment. Like it's a two bedroom apartment. We can get so much more bang for our buck. Totally. Like we could never have afforded to fully renovate a house because it would just be too much money and too much Too many rooms, or, too much yeah, wall space, too much yeah. floor space. <laughs> and you know, you need to like, you can do one room at a time, whatever, but it's really, I like to when with any project have like a holistic approach and try and have like a grand vision so now we've got this smaller space that's ours I have so many exciting things I want to do to it and I'm hoping we can just be one of those clever spaces that you see like people in New York who've got like three kids in a two-bedroom walk-up or whatever and they do these wacky cool things with interiors that just makes their life work like that's what I plan for this place oh I cannot wait I know so tell me do you have a timeline set in place yet for when you're going to start your renos oh well I've already got 27 Pinterest boards going of course you do without a doubt I don't know I I feel like nothing less from you no, I want to do it soon, but I really, I'm trying to slow myself down because as you know about me, when I get a project, I'm like full steam ahead. But I, because we love this new lifestyle, I want to get it right and I want it to work for totally. us. Totally. And if there was any advice I could give to anyone, and I've already said this to Revzi, live in the space for six months. I feel like there is such a sense of hastiness with these things, especially on the gram. Like we've been doing renovations to our house and I've been straight up with people saying, look, I'm not doing this big before and after reveal because we're literally doing it in bits and pieces and I'll show you dribs and drabs along the way. I know that there's a lot of influencers who like are like secretly doing major renos and then they're like, Here's the before and bam, look at this. Click to renovate. The best thing we ever did was live in this house for six months because I can promise you that the renovation decisions that we would have made when we first moved in are entirely different to the choices that we made after living in it for six months. Oh my God, totally. I thought we would just sort of keep the footprint but just change the aesthetics of everything. And now I'm like, okay, that wall's coming down. I think that room needs to be the kitchen. That room needs to be a bedroom. We need a mezzanine up in here. I just want to change everything. Yeah, and that's because you've lived in it and you've checked out the functionality of the space. And also little things like, oh, I really like the the breeze that comes through this window. Or I really like the the look of that tree from this toilet. (laughs) And you don't know that until it's been lived in to experience it day to day. And it's so true. Like even things like the movement of the light dictates a lot of the decisions that I make. But yeah, oh, I can't wait to follow along. I'm very excited for your home So fun. But anyway, in short, when people ask me when I'm moving, I'm like, well, never. Good. (laughs) So Rebs, what's your hashtag not sponsored today? I've got two. Oh, that's very. Um, Can I do two? Or have we been too not sponsored already go today? On, have two. I'll allow it this once. Okay. The first one is a beautiful Instagram mum business. Ooh. It's called The Midnight Gang. But oh, this- oh, I know this. I know this. I love it too. There's this particular product that has just saved me so many times lately. It's called The Bedmate. Beautiful, waterproof sheet that you put down on top of your kid's top sheet so there's no putting it under a sheet or on top of a mattress protector it's a sheet that goes on top of their sheets that they sleep on top of it's soft it's got beautiful designs on it it tucks in and then if they wet the bed you just literally pull it off and there is not a spot of wetness anywhere around it it's completely absorbent and wicking but it's not like a plasticky sheet you have to stick 
on them for sleeping and they save my life if my kids are sick i put them on the couch so that if they're going to be sick oh, or that's so snotty clever. or whatever it protects the couch but my both my kids sleep with one on their beds every single night and um, particularly because my eldest has only just gotten out of uh, nighttime nappies so we've had the odd accident here or there and it just means in the middle of the you. night you're not changing a bed yeah you just rip that part off you just rip that part off plus they've got really cute designs i really like the uh, the midnight gang bedmates great reco and your second oh one little tip though if you've got a single bed get the king single or double sized bed mate because they wrap around a little bit more space my daughter likes to flip and upside down and roll around and get into all the corners of the bed so she's often in a different place and i've put her to bed um and that kind of catches more stuff so one for the kiddos and then one for the mamas Ooh, pray tell i want to okay. learn more I have not discovered this. This brand's been around for ages, but I am new to it. It's a cozy brand, swimming Ooh, costume okay. brand. I actually, I'm in the market for new cozies, so I'm I'm very keen to be hashtag influenced by you right now. It is called You Swim. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Is it where yes. they're one size fits all? Yes. So they come. How? And they look- okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a skeppy. I'm super skeppy. So was I. How is that possible? So was I. They come and they look like they're for, uh, what is this, a swimming costume for ants? <laughs> like you'd be like, this is so small. And then you, you put your arms in and it stretches and it just fits your bod. It just fits to any bod. And this is like, they kind of show that on the gram and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but will it? And look, they are not going to smush your body into any kind of amazing figure. They're so not going to change. <laughs> they're not spanks. They are not going to change how you look. They're not, but what Cozzy really does without giving you indigestion, pray tell. Um, but they, they just fit you. They don't ride up your butt. They don't ride up your underarm. They don't give you... Oh, so you... there's no hungry bum situation? Cause no hungry uh, bum. We... There's no muffin top. There's no back fat because they just fit to your body it's kind of impossible (laughs) but they do they don't particularly support big boozies which I have I've got giant boobs they just fit in a really comfy way and you can get in the surf under waves play with your kids be on the beach get down and build sandcastles and they don't go anywhere oh my god I am really pretty colors and they're really pretty they're really really pretty and they come in one piece two piece high waist low waist all the different things not they're not super cheap like they're it's a spendy thing but What's the um, price point about 130 bucks okay yeah that but is on the higher end but if, if you look if it says and if it does all the things that you're saying i am sold but they come really fast free express shipping and they're just lovely like i, I got like a movie one and then Beautiful. i got like a like a maroni one piece one and they're just Comfy, comfy, comfy. And I've been looking for a swing costume that I don't feel 100% shit in for, well, my entire life. And I'm stoked with these. Well, I am hashtag influenced, girlfriend. <sighs> I am going to be adding to cart immediately. What about you? What have you this week for me? My hashtag not sponsored is Netflix's Queen's Gambit. Oh, oh my catch God. up. Catch I know, up. I know. Guys, I am a... I'm a mum. Like, catch up. When do you have time to watch all these series? Like, I seldom have any time to even wipe my own asshole, let alone sit and, like, consume an entire series. But I'm not working at the moment. It's that time between Christmas and New Year, and I just inhaled that series. Not only did I finish the series a 48 hour period but then I also went into like a YouTube vortex hole where I just 
became obsessed with the protagonist, the girl who plays the protagonist and just needed to learn absolutely everything about her and She's watch so behind amazing. the scenes and the making of and all that stuff. But, oh, get The Queen's Gambit on your TVs and just enjoy the ride. I will say that it is more of a character-driven series. It's it's slow moving at times and then it gets pacey and other times every episode is delightfully unpredictable. New characters get introduced throughout. To give you a little bit of background, it is about a female chess prodigy. So it's set in the 1950s and 60s. So you know how I whinged before about how the only thing I liked about Emily in Paris is the fashion? Well, the fashion in the Queen's Gambit takes the cake. Like so even fun. in the last episode, like I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but they dress her in this head to toe white number that is froth city. Like I was like, oh my God, she looks like a queen. And then I realized that she looks like the white the queen. queen on the yeah. chessboard. And I was like, oh, I just felt like I saw all the genius in yeah. all the detail. The last episode, especially the storytelling through cinematography is insane like there's a scene where they pull outside of a building and wrap around the hotel and then come through the window like and it's just so beautifully coordinated um it's like a dance and it's delicious the fact that they made something as seemingly dull as chest utterly thrilling yeah the queen's gambit highly recommend that is my hashtag not sponsored for today cue the outro Ooh, I get to do the melody this week. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Oh yeah, we're out of time because we're recording remotely. Wow, 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 wow.